Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All righty, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So, uh, welcome to the show. And, uh, question uh, Do you donate to charity? And if you do, to which charity do you donate? And why do you make the donation? If you want to, you can tell us how much you give. And I'll, I'll throw in another question for you, and that is if you do not give to charity, why do you not give? Is it uh, because you simply can't afford to do so? Or is it because you just haven't found one that is worthy of your hard-earned dollars? And maybe you think they're all a bunch of rip-offs. I don't know. Um, 803, but if that's the angle you're going to take, just don't mention specific charities because uh, I spend enough of my hours every day with lawyers and I don't need to spend any more time with them. Thank you very much. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. And I, I, I will tell you that uh, it, it is a, uh, it's a fact that uh, whenever like we do the radiothon to benefit the SPCA serving Erie County, or whenever somebody calls in and says, "Hey, I donate to this group in Westfield that deals with uh, stray cats," I-, I-, I get communication from people saying, "Well, how come they're not giving to help out the homeless?" Well, as far as the homeless are concerned, we've we've talked about this before and it's impossible to talk about this without sounding like scrooge or some evil horrible heartless person but the fact of the matter is a lot of homeless people are very seriously mentally ill and you cannot compel them to go inside to shelter even if it's freezing or there's a blizzard in the forecast, you can't arrest them for being homeless and they make the choice to be homeless. So if somebody doesn't want to, quote, give to homeless causes, I, I, I can't really blame them. Now, are there some people who are homeless who absolutely um, would love a place to live inside? Well, yeah, of course, there's some, yeah. But unfortunately... A lot of human beings are really mentally ill. And I'm not going to go into details here, but I'm very familiar with a case from a few years back where some horrible weather was in the forecast and uh, a certain homeless individual was offered a nice warm room in which to sleep for the night. This individual turned down the offer and ended up dying in a bus stop. 
and all the money in the world wasn't going to make this person change his mind. It it just it just wasn't going to make him change his mind, and it's really um, unfortunate. And I still I still miss seeing that fella around. Just hey, just because somebody is homeless or mentally ill doesn't mean they're horrible people. Okay, they a lot of them just don't view the world like you and I view the world, and a lot of them are non-compost mentis. They just aren't able to make rational decisions for themselves, and there just does not exist. Well, the facilities don't exist, nor does the will exist to basically drag them into shelter when things are going to get really bad. And unfortunately, uh, when we had the blizzard of 22, um, then many of the people who died were doomed to die because they wouldn't have accepted shelter even if offered. And many people were offered shelter and they turned it down. So I always get a little bit antsy when people say, I can't believe people give to animals, but they're not willing to help the homeless. Hate to break the news to you, but a lot of homeless don't want your help. They don't want your sympathy. Um, and you can't exactly haul them off to a mental institution because there aren't any. 803-0930, star 930, well, at least not with that much room, uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. To which charity do you give and why do you give? I'm very curious where your heart and head is on this issue. Uh, maybe you don't give at all, and I'd like to know why you don't give. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is uh, Doris in uh, Wales Center. Doris, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Hi, Tom. I give my money to Gary Sinise. Please don't say you don't know who he is. Well, He's a, an actor that was in Forrest Gump. He was a character that didn't have legs in there. Right, he was Captain Dan. Very good. Well, that's who I give it to. Uh, one one of the things that I absolutely love every year, at least once a year, sometimes I think it's even twice, if you donate on a certain date, which happened to be on Tuesday, I think, of this week earlier, uh, another company doubles what you donated. Uh, one of the things last year, it was Bob Hope's uh, charity. His children still run his charity, and Bob Hope's charity picked the Gary Sinise Fund, that whatever you donated, they would double. And uh, one of the things I forgot about Bob Hope, what a, a patriot he was, and what he did. Uh, I heard what you said earlier about wars and whatnot. Uh, my son was in Afghanistan, and he was in the Gulf War. Uh, what can I say? Uh, it's, uh, I know it's a moneymaker, probably wars they probably are, but you have to still... Donate sometimes to funds that help our military that was wounded. Well, look, I think, frankly, I think I care more about veterans than the American government does because I'm yeah, not, I'm not the one, I'm you. not the one who put Agent Orange in Vietnam. I'm not the one who put the burn pits in the Middle East and then pretended like they weren't problems for veterans. That's not on me. That's on the government uh, that your children signed up to serve. 
And I'm sorry, however, but... However, if your government doesn't do that, it's people like me that give money to the Gary Sinise Fund. And I heard somebody mention tunnels, tunnels to Tower earlier. I'm always fascinated by that, too. I mean, I see these horrible visions of a man burnt over 80% of his body, and I wonder why the government isn't taking care of them and why they have to beg people for money you know, <laughs> because because once you've done your time and the military is through with you their attitude is up yours i agree with you i agree with you a hundred percent that's why they have charities right i mean that's this why- this country talks a great game and they wonder why people, they wonder why young people don't want to get into the military. Maybe it's because they've heard stories of the guys from Iraq, from Afghanistan, from Vietnam saying, hey, I did what I did for my country and this is how I got paid back. Well, I guess that's their choice then, isn't it? Um, it doesn't really matter what people like that have your attitude think. It doesn't really matter because there's. Uh, my hus- my son made a career. Wait, wait what's, r- what's wrong with my attitude? I have a tremendous respect for people who serve. I have no respect for the government that puts them into wars uh, so other people today, can make a lot of money. I, I thought today what you were talking about was charities. I didn't know we were talking about the government. Well, it's my show. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about, yes, quite yes. frankly. Yes, you can. If I want to talk about uh, the Lincoln assassination, I can do that. I think I've been very, very, very clear. The American government treats its veterans generally like crap. I agree with you. So why are we arguing? (laughs) Because uh, you like to argue with people. (laughs) I'm just sitting here having a conversation. And arguing with me. Uh, Your your definition of argument and my definition of argument are two different things. I would regard this as an exchange of ideas. I do not trust the American government. I don't trust any government. I don't either. So then why are we we having a conversation about this? I have no idea. You're smarter than I am. You tell me. No, I'm not smarter than anybody. It's just that, uh, I'm sorry, I've had too many conversations with uh, veterans of the military and veterans of certain other, uh, shall we say, agencies who basically are very, very bitter about how they were treated after the government got what the government could get out of them. And again, i sorry, but the government talks a great game, but when it comes time to deliver for the people who've made the sacrifices— that's why people like you, Doris, are giving to Gary Sinise. You shouldn't have to give to Gary Sinise. I know I shouldn't have to, but I do because I think he does good. I think the people, the people with the military hardware organizations and the research organizations that make the hardware possible, I think they're the ones who ought to be giving to Gary Sinise because they're the ones who made the money off the wars. But they aren't doing that. <laughs> I rest my case. I don't really get what you mean. I you just I just told you I I give money to that. I I investigated it before I donated money. That. And that's that's always a wise thing, a, a very wise thing to do. Now, in particular, what is there that Gary Sinise does uh, with his foundation that you find most particularly appealing? Uh, they help veterans. Uh, you know, uh, they do one thing uh, that I like a lot. They, he has some ties to Disney World, and every year they ch- they fly children and their families to Disney World. Uh, 
because their parent died during a war or was not wounded, I think died during a war, and just to, just so Christmas time, I think apparently some of those deaths happened at Christmas time, so they do that to keep, you know, give a little joy to children that lost a parent, and I kind of like that. Uh, a very noble undertaking. And may I ask how much money you donate to Gary Sinise? Well, this year I do- donate a hundred, and it sounds funny, something like a hundred and sixty some dollars, not sixty, a hundred and fifty six dollars, because that pays for what it costs them, uh, you know, to deal with this. But the reason I I always wait until somebody is doubling it. And I forget who is doubling it this year, but I, as I said, uh, the Bob Hope Foundation last year at Christmas time doubled what I gave, so it was like 150 something. I don't like giving every month, and I don't like people using my charge card or going into my checking account hmm. because I've had some bad things when I've tried to get out of something. When oh. I, like an organization that <laughs> I thought an organization that I would say help people in jail, let me put it that way. People that they're mainly, it's a lot of black people that are in jail for such minor crimes. Until I found out the organization was giving money to defunding the police. It must have taken me six months to get off my credit card, the money I donated every month, because I found out something once they, they have some tides to your uh, credit card that if you change the number, your credit card number, they get your new one. Yeah, that, uh, that depends on the credit card company. Some credit card companies, I'm not sure what the law is on that, but some credit card companies, if you have an existing um, withdrawal set up on a regular basis for a certain period of time, even if you change your credit card number, the money still comes out of the account. But what you can do is call the credit card company and say, I want these people off of any automatic withdrawal. I want to trust me, Tom. It, it took months for me to do that, and they kept sending me new cards. Eventually, I got out of it. But I have to say, the, the Gary Sinise Fund, when I said I no longer wanted to donate to them, their name came off immediately. And that's another reason I still give money to them. There are third parties that are collecting that money, you know, from especially those two organizations. They were, it was the same company, a third-party company that was collecting the money. Gary Sinise's I got out of. The other one I didn't get out of, and I'd never do that again. But, you know, I, at Easter time, too, sometimes they'll have a company that will double the donation, so I always give a, a lump sum. You know, like maybe sometimes twice a year. So, can, Doris, um, can can you afford to do it, or does it represent a hardship to your family budget? It absolutely doesn't create a hardship. All right. Uh, well, Doris, thank you very much uh, for uh, calling from Wales Center. I appreciate that. And um, she mentioned the name Bob Hope. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Bob Hope was a very famous actor and comedian. And Bob Hope is a guy who, uh, when you listen to his stuff today, he's still funny. Uh, Maybe not George Carlin funny, different style comedically, but uh, Bob Hope was a really funny guy. But he 
basically flew into some very dangerous areas, in particular during the Second World War, to entertain troops. And um, he really, and by the way, he was born in England. If you didn't know that, Bob Hope was born in England, even if he didn't have the accent. That's where he was born. And um, his, his stuff is, uh, is timeless. And I'm happy that his uh, charities are still around and contributing to uh, Gary Sinise. And again, I guess I didn't make myself clear earlier. I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who volunteer to serve in the armed forces. That being said, I don't trust the American government at all because time and again, we've caught the American government in lies, lies which have resulted in the deaths of tens of thousands of your sons and daughters. And I, excuse me for having a problem with that. It is uh, 323 at News Radio 930 WBEN, 803 0930. And, and I don't trust, look, I don't trust any government, to be honest with you. And part of me thinks they're just all in bed together and we're just pawns in a chessboard and uh, they do what they're going to do and we don't really have too much say in it. And they appeal to people's sense of um, patriotism and goodness. Uh, in order to put them into situations where, God forbid, they come down with a horrible disease or they use a chemical that ends up giving them cancer in 20 years, the government looks at them and says, we, we don't know you anymore. Um, we're, our, our relationship is done. Um, and I'm sorry, I've just I've heard too many stories about that in bar rooms from guys uh, who, quite frankly, went in as uh, young men and by the time they were 40 years old, they were completely disillusioned with the entire experience. And that's not fiction. That's just, that's reality. And that might not be popular to some of you, but I'm not in here to be popular. Uh, truth-telling can be, truth-telling can be very controversial, can't it? But the people themselves who put themselves on the line, of course you respect them. How can you not respect them? And to suggest that I would suggest otherwise is nonsense. What I don't respect is the politicians. Uh, the word statesman is just a glorified word for a politician. And if you trust politicians, you know what? More power to you because I don't, not in the least. Uh, and I don't care what party they're in. It doesn't matter. It is uh, coming up on uh, 326 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly. I, I mean, nobody, well, all right, very few people just come out of the gate and become president of the United States. Donald Trump did, and a few others have in American history. Uh, but most of the people that we have elected to office, they start out as mayors, they become governors, then they become presidents or vice presidents or whatever, and it's a political career track that they're on. And frankly, they're owned by somebody. And when they get a, uh, into a position of power, if you're owed, uh, if you're owned by somebody, when the person who owns you says you are to do A, B, C, and D, if you don't do A, B, C, and D, they'll out you with some kind of a scandal. I mean, it, it just—if you don't think that stuff happens in the West and the in, in the United States, I'm sorry, but uh, naivete is—it's uh, a horrible thing, and. <clears throat> it just, uh, what can I say? This is uh, the voice of somebody who's talked to people who have found themselves in those positions. And uh, 
unlike a lot of people, I listen to what they have to say, and I nod my head in uh, in agreement. These are good, solid, patriotic Americans who thought they were doing the right thing and then end up at the end of the day being screwed over by the very government they uh, were defending. Sorry. <laughs> Notice how nobody has called in who's been in that position to argue with me um, or discuss it with me. 803-0930. Yeah, you, you Agent Orange people, tell us how good the government was to you. The burn pit people. The Camp Lejeune people, tell us what a great job the government did having your back. How about none? It's uh, 327 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, it's good to see these guys getting back together. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they're involved in a uh, nasty lawsuit because uh, Oates wants to dissolve some company that the two of them had set up, whatever. We just can't have anything nice. Glad I had a chance to see them at CPAC uh, last year. Um, But I do wonder a little bit about Daryl Hall because before they did one of the songs, he out loud, he sat down at the piano and he wasn't sure what key they were doing the song in. And Oates had to say um, E minor. And I kind of wonder if maybe Daryl is slipping a little bit based on that, because that's just not what you expect from a professional musician. Um, hey, what, what key are we in? Um, that was a little disconcerting. I hope he's okay. Hope I'm wrong. Maybe he was just stoned. Or maybe he just was tired. I don't know. But anyway, I guess that'll be the only, well, last time I see Hall and Oates. Uh, at least until they are so old and nobody's heard of them that they start playing at uh, the local bar. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, what charity uh, do you give to and why do you give to that particular charity? Uh, this we, I know I'm two days late and a dollar short on this because Giving Tuesday was Tuesday. But look, around the holiday times, a lot of people um, reach into their wallets and they feel like they should uh, somehow give back and make a contribution to uh, some organization that they think uh, is worthwhile. And and, bef- and everybody, look, everybody's got their passion points. Everybody's got their emotional points. Um, children, animals, um, veterans' causes, and you know, again, I'm sorry, but uh, 
there, there, there shouldn't have to be charities for veterans. The government should take care of those who took care of it. But it won't uh, because once you are used up by it, you're of no use to them anymore. So the government's position basically is generally screw you, whether it's Agent Orange or Camp Lejeune or burn pits or anything else. And I have a great deal of respect, as I've said, for people who um, have served, but I have no trust, no confidence, and no faith in the American government. And by the way, that goes for Republicans and Democrats and everybody. Uh, I think it's a very corrupt system, and it's probably unchangeable, and we're stuck with what we've got. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. To which charity or organizations do you donate and why? 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, I mentioned um, the feral cat situation before, and I do have permission to uh, tell this story. Um, before we were married, my wife um, went to a local hardware store because she had to find paint that would match the houses that she bought, the shelters she bought for some feral cats that she takes care of. And uh, explaining the situation, hey, I've got three little houses for three feral cats that I've kind of adopted, and I'm looking to match the colors so it doesn't clash with the house. And the guy at the hardware store looked at her and said, you're single, aren't you? <laughs> That's like one of the funniest damn things I've ever heard. Uh, 803-0930. But see, I like cats too, so it, it's a good it's a good situation. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. To whom do you donate and why do you donate? Real, real simple question. Your chance to... Uh, uh, pimp and put in a good word for your favorite charity, whether it's uh, Gary Sinise, whether it's uh, Westfield's uh, Stray Cat People, um, whether it's Tunnels to Towers, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Uh, this is, ooh, I just said, uh... That was awesome. Uh, here is Kyle in Amherst. You're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Sorry to disappoint you. If you knew it was my name, Governor Says, oh, that that guy again. Uh, uh, so Why would I say such a thing? It's not like you try to call every day, or it's not like you're some stalker who uses a fake name to try to get on and blocks his phone number. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom, I, I, I donate a lot of uh, money to my students over the years. Uh, I, uh, for, you know, I've been blessed to uh, you know there's kids who are of need, and uh, between me and my wife, we, we kind of adopt some kids and, and, and feed them and clothe them. But I will say I will donate every year to the uh, Salvation Army, uh, the, the Christmas uh, toy program. Uh, it, it holds a dear place in my heart because I can remember when I was a kid, my mom was broke, uh, and a few Christmases found out later that a lot of the toys that I got was from the Salvation Army. And so, you know, I have always saw, uh, wanted to give back, basically. Um, okay, uh, let, let's. That, that was actually going to be one of my other questions. Um, some people do not give to 
um, charities per se, but they will help out other human beings and there is no tax deductibility on that whatsoever. Um, How do you decide which student gets how much of your, how many of your resources? Well, you know, you you, you tend to, I typically get uh, most of my students for at least three years. So over the years, after talking to some of them, I, you can tell the kids who are needy. Uh, you know, you can tell by the way they dress. Uh, kids aren't picky for food. You know, I can't tell you how much food is wasted in the cafeteria. Uh, and there are kids who, you know, they just, I, I, I tend to keep a lot of food in my room, snacks. Uh, partnership with the cafeteria so I can have, like, cereal and, and snacks for the kids. And they come in and, you know, I mean, if they're eating Cheerios, you know, they're hungry because, you know, a lot of the kids want the, uh, you know, the, you know, the fun foods, I guess you could say. So uh, and there's some students who've been awarded to the state. They have no parents. And, you know, when it comes, especially when they're, uh, you know, their senior year, they need uh, prom stuff. They need uh, senior dues or this and that. And so I, I just, you know, I, I've done that part. You know, like you said, it's not tax deductible and I don't really care I just really want to see kids uh, developed into adults who you know may eventually uh, give back themselves you know uh, and I, I guess that's you know I, I just have a soft spot for needy kids you know uh, and, and that's pretty, pretty much where I'm at so what is there something in your own personal background that makes you especially um, sensitive to this particular issue? Yeah, I was nine years old. My father left me and my mom for broke. We had to move into my grandparents' house. You know, at that time, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I, I remember working two, three jobs. Uh, then we finally got on our feet, got our own place, and I just remember a lot of people who helped uh, – out, you know, when I was younger, uh, some of those programs, um, you know, my, of course, but some of those programs like the Salvation Army, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't find it a few years later. And, and so I've always tried to, uh, and, and I think that's maybe why, you know, I, I do what I do for certain kids because I, in their shoes, uh, being poor or broke, man, you know, sucks. I hate to say it, but it definitely sucks, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, poverty obviously sucks, uh, and you've got a soft spot for kids. The uh, Just out of, out of curiosity, um, how many of the kids, I presume you've been doing this for a few years, you said? Yeah, well, I've been, I've been teaching for 22, uh, probably doing it for about 15 years, uh, so, you know, give or take, depending, you know, uh, you know, maybe three or four kids a year, per se. Um, yeah, not all, but, you know, I definitely try to, the ones who are underneath my care, at least on my roster. Uh, yeah, I just think, you know, these programs, and plus a lot of these charity uh, places, you know, I, I I don't know if they're trustworthy or not. You know, you always hear the, 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 the overhead fees, are costing most of the programs that you're donating the money to. So I figured, hey, I might as well at least give it to where I know is it going to good use. And that's maybe my problem. I don't know a lot of these programs. You know, that guy who talked about St. Jude, yeah, I get teary eyed too, man, when I see those commercials. Uh, uh, but I do definitely, um, 
make sure I, I, I give back to kids at least, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, there are a bunch of sites uh, out there um, like uh, Charity Navigator uh, that will um, rate charities based on uh, uh, there's GuideStar. Um, I mean, there, there are a whole bunch of them, and you have to do your own research to figure out which one makes the most sense uh, for you if that's the way you want to do it. But I, I think there are a lot of people like you who help out individuals um, as opposed to organizations. And I think, frankly, there are a lot of parents out there who are subsidizing their adult children. And instead of giving to charities, they're helping their adult children pay off their student loan debts or uh, get money together for a down payment for a house because these uh, crooked colleges who raise tuition at about twice the rate of the average rate of inflation are basically sucking them dry before they've even had a chance to live. No, I agree. And I got one more graduating from college, uh, hopefully this month. Uh, just got one through with school in May. And then hopefully my last one will have some type of scholarship praying, you know. Uh, but I understand, you know, I got my own kids too. I got to pay rent, got to pay this, got to do that. So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I just, yeah, I just have, a, I guess, a heart for, well, I mean, when you're in a position like me, you see the need, you know. I mean, there's not a lot of people that are in a position where they see the need firsthand. So when you see the need firsthand, I'm just thankful that, you know, at least I can help a few out along the way. You know, I see kids later in life, they'll come back and thank me, oh, yeah, you know. Oh, that's that's super road. cool. <laughs> Because a little bit of gratitude goes a long way, and I I know that when you donate, you don't expect that you're not doing it because you want gratitude or you want uh, people to bow down and worship at the altar of Kyle. Um, I I get that. But that being said, hey, gratitude is is good. It is, you know, especially when you see them later in life and they're doing pretty well. You know, you tend to think, oh, at least hopefully I had a hand in that. You know, I mean, you know, uh, and that's where I come from. You know, I originally did it, didn't never thought about doing it. It just happened one time, you know, a student in need, and, and it just went off that way, and it just, I guess, continued to grow. And, oh, and good for uh, you. You know, I, I don't really, you know, I, you know, I, we try not to make other people know it between me and the person, you know, because kids get embarrassed. You know, a lot of kids don't like the fact that they – you know, are come from situations where they, you know, are of need. So you just try to keep it uh, between, you know, ourselves and and. Uh, but yeah, I definitely over the years have seen, you know, people come out of the way and 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 just thank me, you know, uh, just for at least being a, a just being a, a, a nice person to them at least, you know. Well, that's you know, you know that, that, that's such a beautiful story, and it reminds me of one I read online today about this uh, principal at a school who adopted this little girl who had been sent down because of repeated disciplinary problems. Turns out this little girl had been shuffled to foster home, to foster home, to foster home, and this childless uh, principal and his wife adopted this girl uh, who is now, I think, 20 years old, and she says, look, when they first took me into their house, 
I intentionally caused a lot of problems because I thought it was just another temporary situation, and I wanted to see if they really wanted to keep me, and they did, and they helped turn one life around. And sometimes, you know, we can't save the world, we can't save the planet, but if you can make a difference in somebody's life, um, I'd call that a life well-lived, Kyle. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Tom. All right, thanks for what you do. I mean, you know, and that's, again, something I wanted to bring up, one-on-one giving. Um, 803-0932, which charity do you donate? And and how many of you, like, do it one-on-one, person-to-person, and you don't get a tax deduction on it? Nobody's going to know about it. You don't get a thank you card. Well, maybe you get a thank you card, but you don't get a plaque to put on your wall. But you do it because you think it's the right thing to do. I think that's extremely noble. Um, Let's go back to the calls. Gary in West Seneca. Gary, you are on. Hello. Hello there, Tom. How are you doing? Well, I'm fine. I hope you don't think I'm yelling at you. You can yell at me all you want. No, I'm not going to yell. I can tell you what you are. Okay. <laughs> worry about that. Why, why, I mean, why raise the I, blood I pressure? I've too many times, and I think I'm going to met you, but that's okay. Anyways, uh, you're talking about different things about, uh, like, St. Jude, different organizations, blankety, blank, blank. But then you just brought up one thing. That's why I'm on the phone. I'm legally blind because of uh, a war, but... Oh. Anyways, yeah, I know. We'll talk about that some other day. Uh, I had two people, two little kids, uh, seven years old. It was a, a girl and a boy. And it was a boy. I knew her, his mother and in the organization I worked at. She came in a couple of, all the time. I mean, bring the little boy in. He, he couldn't even run two feet, fell on his face. And I says, holy man, you got to take care of this kid. She said, well, I've been here, I've been there, and they want all this money. I can't, I can't do this. I said, tell you what, let's take a walk. So I grabbed the little boy by the hand and the mother, and we went to my organization. And I walked in the door, walked over to this gentleman by the name of Joe, and I said, what are we going to do with this little boy? He gets up, he looks at me, he says, I'm going to fix his legs. She goes, I don't need money. I can't do it. Well, he gets up, walks over to her and says, did I ask you for money? Well, I'm a Shriner. And they took care of the little boy and the little girl. Now, he was seven years old. Mm. I think she was maybe maybe eight. He wanted to play basketball. Well, there's a place in Erie, Pennsylvania which is the Shriners Hospital, takes care of all the things for disabilities like that, legs and uh, so forth. I mean, if you ever want to go down there, you can come over to the Shrine on Transit Road, and we got vans, and we'll take you down, and you can see it. But, oh, he's got to be now 15, 16 years old. Is he playing basketball? Basketball. He's running. He's playing baseball. 
That's that, that, what. See this. Uh, hold, hold on, if you would, Gary, because this is an amazing um, story, and I think there are a lot of stories out there like this. People like you, like Gary, who see somebody in need, and you take it upon yourself because of your connections to help out somebody. And to me, that is an amazing act of of charity. It really is, and. Um, a lot of times I know you don't even like to talk about it because you don't do it for the recognition. Gary's not calling in because he wants a pat on the back. He's calling in because I asked what you do to help out uh, charitable situations. He doesn't, I mean, and this is a great story. And Kyle's story was a great story. And I love that. And, you know, some of the veterans that I have spoken with, you know, it's, it's really funny because sometimes, and... I don't want a medal for this or anything, but I did have a guy who was a veteran tell me I saved his life because he was going to off himself that night. And all I did was buy him a pitcher of beer and have a conversation with him. And he sent me an email saying, you have no idea what that meant. And I thought to myself, that's a really great feeling, but it shouldn't come down to me buying somebody a pitcher of beer and having a conversation with somebody. You know what I'm talking about? That's, uh, I'm glad I did it. Don't get me wrong. But uh, our government, again, I'm sorry, it's big on talk, but not so good on action when it comes to our veterans. And that's what I got a problem with, not the veterans. I don't know how that even came up in the conversation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.